0: There's no greater joy in life than becoming a mom or dad. And just when I got the hang of it, my own mom and dad started needing help too. If you're raising kids and helping aging parents, welcome aboard. You're one of us in The Sandwich Generation.
1: This is The Sandwich Generation with Chris Godfrey. Chris was an offensive lineman with the Super Bowl 21 champion New York Giants. Today, he is an estate planning and elder law attorney in South Bend helping families make the most of their home field advantage. Hello, I'm Chris Godfrey and welcome to The Sandwich Generation. Our
0: topic today is uncovering the top three fears most seniors share. Have you ever watched a college football game where everyone holds up four fingers as the fourth quarter starts? Why do they do that? Well, it's to focus everyone's attention, not only on the sidelines and on the field, but also with everybody in the stands. And it's to focus everyone's attention on the fact that this is a special time. The game's not over yet, and how we play for the next period will likely determine the outcome of the entire game. And to help us come up with a game-winning strategy, we have with us today our friend DK Raymer. Deb is a patient and senior living advocate with a great deal of experience, and she's been active in film and television development and publishing. And she's the author of Six Signs Your Parent Needs Help at Home, a guide for adult children. Welcome back to our show, Deb.
2: Hi, Chris. It's good to be with you again today.
0: So you've identified three fears that most seniors share, regardless of their economic condition or their family status. And no matter where they live, what are these three conditions, and um, how did you come up with them?
2: I've worked with hundreds of families uh, in the last couple of years, and and over the course of the last fourteen, as a patient protections advocate, thousands of of individuals, and and depending on the phase of life. Concerns are different, but but people in the last quarter, you know, as you like to say, um, have common fears. Depending uh, and nothing externally changes these. It seems to be universal, and it didn't matter if they were of thin economic means or if they had all the assets available in the world. Mm-hmm. The three top fears that everyone shares are of not having a purpose, of being alone, and losing their independence. Those are the three biggies.
0: Hmm. And, and you've noticed this among all kinds of people, huh?
2: All, all levels, every every economic level, all, all socioeconomic groups, it just doesn't matter. And, and even and most surprising are the people at the top end of the scale who thought they were really insulated and had all the assets to, to deal with things sure. that found out that though they had the money to spend, they didn't have the people assets to pour into that they uh-huh. they'd spent their lives in the acquisition of things, mm-hmm. but they didn't have relationships. So in those cases, losing their independence was terrifying, but more importantly was uh, being alone, because oh. they just didn't have those close relationships
0: yeah and and, and and so we we've t- spoken on this uh show before with other guests it seems to be a recurring theme of for us in the sandwich generation and that's dealing with fear it seems to rear its ugly head everywhere. And what you've discovered is that it shows up in our in our seniors lives. And what we've recognized, you know, with mothers raising kids making decisions out of fear isn't a good place. And would you say the same thing for the elder uh, elders among us and those helping them?
2: Absolutely, and fear in an elderly person. You know how little kids will act out; older people will act out in in this in the same way. It's it looks differently. They may get very sharp or aggressive or hostile, or they may start hiding information from you. Or because there, any kind of fear behaviors that you see in older people that you have also seen in your toddlers or in your teenagers, mm-hmm. you need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's fear underneath those odd behaviors. There's always a fear there. And always I tell people, start with those top three. Something's going on and something's driving the behavior.
0: So start dealing with these top three fears because the protocol suggests that most everybody has is dealing with one of them. And so yeah. as you start to chip away at this uh Big rock. um, This is a good place to start. So let's let's talk about the first one. You know, seniors want to have a purpose for living. So what do you mean by that? I mean, they've been married, raised their families, had their careers. What's going on with them in the fourth quarter?
2: often the social platform that they built for themselves in which they built their entire lives, whether it's their work or their kids, the school Mm -hmm. has dropped out. Kids have gone out gone on. They've graduated from high school. They've graduated from college. They've they've got their own lives. And all of those people that they used to see on a regular basis, whether it was at games or activities are gone. That's, that's all dispersed. You know, Mm -hmm. the parents and that around that whole infrastructure around the kids that develops over the course of all of those school years is intact until the kids leave. And then that falls apart. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of people fall apart when that happens. And the other thing is when you, you hit that age and you go, OK, now I'm going to retire. I've been working for this all of my life and I'm retired, but your friends don't, or you retire and you move somewhere, mm-hmm. then all of those patterns and behaviors and the people that were around you have changed. And you're suddenly on the outside looking in and trying to figure out how do I start again and reestablish with new friends and new relationships. And they often just don't have those skills. They've not, they've not developed those. They have pursued other things.
0: Yeah, and it seems to me that, you know, you you make a lot of your friends through the parents of the kids your kids are hanging with. Absolutely. Whether it's going to sporting events and all the rest, going to, you know, school and all the rest. And once the kids grow up, you don't have that bond anymore. And after they grow up, meeting new people through your kids is pretty much impossible because you're not That's doing right. that.
2: That's right, yeah.
0: And then I've seen this thing uh, with some of my peers, and I think it's <laughs> – Really, uh, a bad idea on a lot of levels, but especially on this one because you know, oh, we're going to stay together. Well, for the kids' sake, and then once and once they're out of the house, then we'll get that divorce. It seems to me that's a recipe for disaster as well.
2: Yeah, it it truly is because then you're really on your own, and then there then it leads you right into the sudden realization that I'm alone, and if I make a call, I don't even know who to call, and they may not show up. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: And then if you if you lose a, a loved one uh, to an untimely death, then all of a sudden, big purpose just goes away too, caring for the other one.
2: Yep. Yep. I'm living through that one at the moment. I was smart enough to understand when I lost Mitch that, um, and we talked about that the last time I was with you, um, mm-hmm. he died unexpectedly and he was only 62. I, I realized quickly that because I do, I have the independence to work from home. You know, I work from home, but that keeps me isolated physically. Mm-hmm. So the thing I needed to do is make sure that when I reestablished and, and landed in a place, I was very purposeful to find a spot that wasn't just residential. There was a strong community build around it.
0: Yeah. Just anticipating so, that. That's. Yeah. So yeah. I, I know it. It takes a certain empathy too to realize what's going on in your neighbors' lives. I know Dottie was very cognizant of how widows feel. Uh, you know, when because usually couples go out and do things, and yeah. and then and then and then without the couple there, people just don't realize that. Oh, you know, we still have to include our old friends even though they're not a couple anymore because of that real need that they have. You know, she she thinks about that all the time when we yeah. put together a. a christmas party list and things of that sort and just how um grateful people are to to be remembered not that they were forgotten per se it's just that you're just not sensitive enough and
2: well and it's awkward for that person because you're used to being part of another person and all you have is a blank space next to you so you know and then it's like it's the check is this all in one check is this you know it's it's just awkward so it's it just it's very awkward so yeah, you you you're like okay. I need a yellow page here. I I need to just grab a person. I don't care who it is. So I'm just part of a two. You know because.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. You. I don't know. You but sit here just so it's not so awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah, so as,
0: as as you kind of if you if you if you as you sh- as shown you're being very very purposeful and picking your living situation knowing these needs and and certainly your experience has helped and certainly your your health and youthfulness is helping now too but for yeah. the older folks who don't have that energy let's say and they're thinking oh it's the game's almost over why bother <laughs> yeah yeah but it's the I'll fourth just see quarter.
2: i bump on the sideline no 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 <laughs> that's, that's not good yeah
0: so how how can we how can we help our our loved ones uh, capture a purpose is is that something that we can do
2: I think it can. I think that if your world is closed in and you're isolated, you don't see what you have to contribute anymore. And purpose doesn't have to be all those little stories on television from, now it's relegated to Sunday mornings, you know, on, on uh, they'll do a little human interest story, but a small act can mean an, an enormous amount to other people because mm-hmm. no one takes time for those anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I really don't even think that it's important how often you do it, but something consistently, whether it's to sit and write cards to someone who's forgotten mm-hmm. or to, you know, sh- just showing up and letting someone else know that you're there, mm-hmm. or it can be a, a pet charity. You want to foster a dog. Mm-hmm. Or a cat, you can be yeah. a foster parent for an animal. You can, there are a lot of ways you can invest a little time and a little interest and that gives you a purpose that just means an enormous amount to people. Because in this day and age with all the divisiveness and all of the scramble just to survive, you mm-hmm. know, with all of the things that are going on, mm-hmm. people don't show up for anyone else anymore. So I don't care how old you are. There's always something you can do that means an awful lot to other people that brings you joy and enrichment. And I don't know about you, but in my trips through the Bible, I've never seen anywhere in passages of scripture that God put an expiration date on usefulness.
0: Mm-hmm. No, he's, there's a reason why we're here. Yeah.
2: God, God doesn't and make don't mistakes. It's not a, yeah, it's, yeah.
0: Yeah, we're on his timetable, uh, not our own. But I really yeah. like that. I, I certainly with the the seniors I know, like my mother and others, you know, praying for others. That's that's a real purpose. That's and, huge. But you know, there's something about prayer. I would think that doesn't give you often. I mean, consolations are part of our life with our Lord, but oftentimes He's silent, and that's almost the rule. It, it enables our faith to grow roots at the, during those times. But I really like that act of reaching out to the living with, you know, a card or the, the pet refuge or something like that, where you're getting oh, out you. of yourself and you're concerned about the others, not just yes. thinking about yourself or yourself being forgotten and nobody calls me anymore. I like that a lot. Um, and the
2: amazing thing about that is that when you start to do that, suddenly you're not invisible anymore.
0: Oh, good point. Very good point.
2: And, and I know that you deal with families all the time in, in your practice, what do you see there? How, you know, what what are some of your experiences with those things? Do you have you encountered very much of that yet or?
0: I haven't done a lot of counseling uh, in that regard, but I think it's starting to open up now because oddly enough, experiencing a few untimely deaths right now, more so than usual. Yeah. And, and that's becoming uh, something that I try to do in sort of an implicit way by being very understanding of how raw somebody might be or how or, sure. or, or, let, or let, letting their impatience kind of go by me, water off a duck. We're all, everybody is a little more tense these days. So if I can kind of diffuse some of that or absorb a little of that in a willing way, I think that's a, a real good way for me to get out of myself and to help others. But that's
2: enormous. Yeah. Yeah.
0: As far as getting out to uh, counsel others, uh, not a lot going on, but I really like the idea of tailoring it to your situation. Here's a, a situation where my brother-in-law who had Parkinson's and he was really getting to the point where he couldn't do much, but he wanted to come to the, the Christmas party that we had and they, him and his wife traveled for three hours, but he wasn't going to be able to socialize, couldn't really speak very well or move very well. And so I, I, I let him sit in front of the, the log burning fireplace. And I asked him just to keep an eye on the fire. You know, if it if it yeah. goes down, could you throw a log on it? And I, I, it felt like I might have been a little patronizing, but I knew that he it was a very comfortable spot. And given my druthers, yeah. I would have traded places with them, but no, I had to yes. be the host. But later he had mentioned somebody came to check on him and he and he told them what he was doing. I'm watching the fire for, for Chris kind of a thing. And so he had adopted what seemed to be kind of a very small, maybe a patronizing sort of, purpose, at least for the next couple of hours, but he made it his own and uh, really made him engaged in the entire evening. He wasn't isolated from everybody else. So purposes are important. And is there a difference between men and women and how they respond or how their needs are met?
2: I think women are quicker to find something that they're quicker to find something that's tiny and make it a big deal. I mean, they just are. You know, I, I've,
0: I've experienced that in my own life.
2: Yes, and they'll just find others that will help. Honey, them it's not
0: that big a deal. Like- leave me alone. <laughs> yes,
2: that's right. And they'll turn it into a community project in about two weeks. You know, yeah, women yeah. will do that. Men are a little more reserved and they want to know because their idea of purpose is, I think, a lot more grandiose. And I don't want to sound like women aren't. But their their expectations are not that it has to be world shaking. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> this a this is a, is a marathon, not a sprint.
2: Yes. And and men sometimes will dismiss, well, that's not because of their careers and because of the load that they're used to carrying. Yeah. Sometimes they'll think, well, that's not much of a that's not anything. I mean, I can just I'll just do that now. And and they it's not that the task is small, it's that they dismiss the importance of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're listening to The Sandwich Generation on Spoke Street Media. I'm Chris Godfrey. My guest today is Deb Raymer, and she's a patient and senior living advocate. And today we're discussing the top 3 fears that most seniors share. The number 2, Deb, is that they don't want to be alone. And 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 that's how do you how do you define alone? I, I think that's important too because people in New York City many feel alone in a city of millions of people. Okay. Sure. And so, so what do you mean by not wanting to be alone?
2: Alone in, in negative terms, because um, we, we all crave times where we can just get in, you know, into our own space and relax. But this is a negative alone. This is where you feel invisible and isolated. At our core, humans are herd creatures. You know, we're pack animals. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's, whether it's another human being that you that you want to be close to or a group of people mm-hmm. or it's animals or pets, you mm-hmm. know, you still do, you're still better when you have something to ping off of, you know, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's, a, it's that old submarine term. You still need someone, someone or something to ping back off of just to, just, it's a, it's a barometer. How am I today? What do you need? I'm not alone. You're here. Mm-hmm. And they, and another one, Will another soul that you share your life with, whether it's an animal or a human or a bunch of humans, pulls us up higher mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. kind of kind of makes our presence known even to ourselves that yes, I do exist, I am here, I'm not just some. Cartesian thought. I think, therefore, I am. Now we're, we're yeah. here, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, John Paul II's theology of the body, but we won't go there. I'm not qualified, <laughs> but but I but I do know that that interaction is so important to our development, and it's really what it's all about. It's connected to our purpose, which is it
2: is. We're and related I, to I, others. I don't suffer from this. I mean, I've been even since I've lost Mitch. I've you know I'm up at six a.m. and I'm dressed and my makeup's on before I ever. Go outside, but you know I know a lot of people who, if they don't have a good reason, they'll stay in bed until noon, or their their habits will fall off. So that whole thing, if you're alone and you're one of those people, you can just really drastically go downhill quickly, mentally and physically, without. Another person or animal, or a reason. Animals provide you with a reason to have to get up and go for a walk. I mean, they have to go to the bathroom yeah. <laughs> or you have to clean the cage. You know certainly not
0: that? land in bed longer That's than that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that really came to us in spades our realization that, that the tru- the truth to that with the, the whole COVID thing, right? Not only with our elderly parents, but also with their kids who had to stay home and watch we a class on, on, on Zoom, which just, doesn't make it that's not enough to get them out
2: no it's not enough people understood that and i think now i think the implications going forward as this group of people ages is even is even more profound because now they've had a glimpse of what being alone and being isolated feels like and they're going to do a hard scramble not to do that Um, and you're seeing that people are leaving large Communities and looking for urban or looking for rural, or you know they're they're trying to make changes now to keep them from feeling like they have the last two years.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 that can be a good thing if it causes you to make good mm-hmm. choices.
2: If, yes.
0: Well, seniors, the, the the third thing that you had mentioned is that seniors, you know, they want to be independent, which is kind of. Interesting because you know they're obviously getting more and more dependent, and yeah. yet they want to remain independent. So how do we? I don't want to say foster this illusion, but to um, <laughs> but but to kind of give them a give them a sense strengthen the independence that is truly theirs and will always be theirs.
2: I think a lot of uh, physically, what happens to them oftentimes is beyond their control. Mm-hmm. But what is within our control is how we approach them. And I talk a lot of times to people who are, you know, a lot of times the children or caregivers become um, angry or aggravated at the situation, sometimes mm-hmm. the person. And instead of asking questions or making them part of a solution or a conversation around what's going on, we become interrogators. Mm mm-hmm. So, changing your approach and going, okay, this is, these are what we need. This is what we need to accomplish today. What do you think about how we do that?
0: I see. So, they're, they're still exercising their, I'm going to get philosophical, their, their will, their intellects yeah. and will by making a choice. And yeah. you're giving them the opportunity to exercise that choice yep. rather than just giving it to them.
2: Yep. What do you want to tackle first? Mm-hmm. You know, what what works for you? This is these are my parameters. But, you you know, you treat them more like you would a coworker or another person that's a peer of yours instead of someone that you're suddenly responsible for. Or, oh, now I have to go spend time with mom or mother-in-law or whoever and go do this for them. There's mm-hmm. they're they're not inanimate objects and they're not two year olds. Yeah. Even though and, sometimes they act like it and you and you do need to be a little forceful from time to time, there's still, you know, there's there's still a living, breathing person who made decisions they've survived this far with some decision making capacity. So
0: Yes, yes, and we yeah. should honor that. Yeah. And, 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 and it is hard, you know, it's hard because you're in the, in the sandwich and you don't have a lot of time. And I'm, I'm guilty of this. I owe my mom a phone call. I got to apologize or smooth something over. I would just wanted to tell her a little bit of information about something coming up and don't do this way. We have plenty of time to act upon it. Don't don't go huh? ahead and do anything premature. That's all I re- really wanted to say in between a couple of meetings and phone calls and emails, whatever was going on. But she kind of got sidetracked on a on another topic that had no importance at all. And 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 she just kept going in a circle. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I had to kind of jump in kind of forcefully. Um, I don't know if I did that artfully or not. But the phone call ended well, but I still feel bad that I acted as forcefully as I did. Is that a common
2: situation? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because they, those situations, pop up, we usually don't plan on those interactions and when those happen. And if you're having a day that's gone sideways and all of a sudden this thing comes out of left field that has nothing, no bearing on your current situation, you're going to lob it over the net pretty hard. <laughs> 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 that's just all there is to it.
0: Okay. So, At so least I made it over the net. I feel like did I can of...
2: <laughs> so You just approach it with a lot of grace and go, you know what? I think I lobbed that back pretty hard and I'm sorry about that. And this was what was going on in my day. And just the fact that you share with them what's going on you know you're okay so you're making them part of your team probably more than anything this is a team sport aging is a team sport
1: (laughs) (laughs) i like that
2: (laughs) and you know there's you know there's always some little dullard or something on the sideline but uh, but it's still a team sport and you Mm don't treat a a member of the team who is down or injured and you know even in in a team setting in a team dynamic there are young ones that come into the team that are that are wily and untested and they're going to do crazy things and you've got the older guys who have a lot of wisdom but they're aging out their bodies are failing or whatever and they don't have that many seasons left so this is the sports analogy really works with this this is you know there's a lot to draw upon there and by the same token, sometimes it's a lot easier for an outsider to move a person, an older person, than it is a child.
0: Yes, I've I've noticed that in estate planning because that's yep. a, a role that I can play yep. and. Uh, and I've noticed how much more successful things can go when yep. somebody invites me into the situation.
2: Yep. So, if you have a close family friend that's always been like a brother or a grandchild to that to to your loved one, bring them in on that conversation. Bring mm-hmm. them in. Make them part of your extended family.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Chris Godfrey, and you're listening to the Sandwich Generation, a production of Spoke Street Media, and with me is DK Raymer, and we're discussing three top fears most seniors share and the first one we talked about was purpose and it comes to me um deb there there's an old uh teaching document in, in in the catholic church called the baltimore catechism and it was a way of for young people to learn their faith by questions and answers Quick question, right to the point, and and an answer that you would remember by rote. And one that has still stood the test of time was all about purpose. Why did God make you? Well, God made you to know Him, love Him, and to serve Him in this life and to be happy with Him in the next. And I think that that's an. One that we can share with our with our loved ones in, in many different ways, as we we've discussed. And the second one is um, we're afraid of being alone. But you know, Scripture tells us we're never alone. Where we we're, we're, were, there's a cloud of witnesses above us, right? And God, even though He's often silent, He is always there, as well as our guardian angel. And so uh, our faith tells us that. But also sometimes. He blesses us with little consolations where we can actually feel His presence. Even though our eyes and ears are going bad, we can still feel His presence. Also, that our independence is preserved because we're simply human beings, aren't we? We're not just these mindless atoms in this vast, chaotic cosmic soup being driven by fate. You know, that's something I used to tell the the young people in classes uh, when I gave a a, a school assembly or something like that. No, our uh, existence is a personal one. OK, our Lord knows us so well. He knows every hair on our head or in my case, the ones that are missing. OK, and so um, a relationship with God is not dependent upon whether we can see or hear, whether we're working or feeling good. It's always there and we're always free to think, choose and love. And that's what makes us special. And I think that's what you're trying to restore And very. In very human ways, very uh, as, as, as accessible ways uh, that we could all bring into our, our loved ones' lives to make them a, less fearful and therefore make their lives a little richer.
2: Yeah. They're simple steps. You know, they're, they strip it down. My motto is how simple can this be?
0: Uh Very good. Very good. Well, thanks for being with us today. And, uh, you know, living in fear is no way to live. And uh, thank you for all the tips that you shared with us today so we can enter the fourth quarter as confident coaches of our loved ones.
2: Thank you very much, Chris, for inviting me. And, it's, and remember, even if you've got a relationship with an older person going sideways, it's never too late to start turning it around.
0: Good thought. Well, I'm Chris Godfrey, and you've been listening to The Sandwich Generation, where we are better because of each other. And I look forward to being with you the next time.
1: If you have a question about today's topic, feel free to email us at sandwichgeneration at redeemerradio.com. Comments by the host or any of his guests should not be construed as legal advice. If you would like to learn how to protect your stuff in three easy steps, call Godfrey Law Offices at 574-237-9000 or email them at info at GodfreyLawOffices.com. You can download this or any other episode of our show by searching The Sandwich Generation wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to like and subscribe. You've been listening to The Sandwich Generation with Chris Godfrey.
2: This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.